0: It is Tuesday, time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. The rest of the civilized world is watching their traffic fatalities fall, but not here in the U.S. Why is it, and what steps could we be taking with all the technology that has been added, with all the money spent on safe roads and smart roads, why are we still killing more bicyclists, motorcyclists, pedestrians, and yes, people in SUVs as well on our roads? Peter Kurdock is the General Counsel of Advocates for Highway and Auto Safety. Today, they released their 2023 Roadmap to Safety. And we want to find out where the, where the on-ramp is to, to reducing these fatalities. Peter Kurdock, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Do we have an answer? Why is it the rest of the civilized world after the pandemic saw fatalities fall and the United States hasn't?
1: Yeah, we absolutely do have the answers. And it's the same things that have been killing folks for far too many years, things like speed, impairment. Uh, not buckling, not wearing your seatbelt. And now, unfortunately, we see it so more often. And I don't need to tell your listeners this distraction, people looking at the phone when they should be looking at the road. And there are simple solutions to all of those causes. But those are the major causes of crashes before the pandemic, during the pandemic and now.
0: Well, and you provide a map of the United States showing the states that have taken on some of these simple solutions, some of these simple laws Uh, When it comes to impaired driving, uh, Michigan does pretty well. We uh, have, you know, open container laws, things like that. But you would like to see ignition interlocks. That's right.
1: That's right. And unfortunately, the Abbas family right there in Michigan they have dealt with, with an unspeakable tragedy of losing five members yes. of their family. And really what we're seeing with drunk driving is we have, since the 70s, made great strides. We have made some improvements in drunk driving in that folks understand now that if you make a, is such a reckless decision like drinking and driving and drunk and then getting behind the wheel, you can kill someone. The problem is now we need to reach out to those hardcore drinkers that really will not do will drink and drive no matter what you do unless you absolutely stop them from operating the car so what this simply does is if you've been arrested for drunk driving you have to blow into a device in order to operate your vehicle
0: yeah yeah and we know we've been we've seen the uh, state lawmakers working on that for a while but they can't seem to get it out of park yet um you also point to uh, protecting the youngest that we put in our vehicles and the ones that we care deeply, the most deeply about, and that is our children. Michigan has a good booster seat law, but you see us falling short on two other avenues. That's right. And
1: they're really important and they both have to deal with the rear seat because the rear seat is where we put our children and that's rear facing through age two. That's an important, really important, easy thing to do. Make sure if you've got that little one, that most precious passenger in your family, make sure they're turned around to age two. And then also make sure those children in the back seat through their age 12. I've got a 10-year-old, he's dying to get in the front seat. That's his greatest mission in life is so to convince his father to get in the front seat. But unfortunately with the airbags that we have in the car that save so many lives, those little ones need to be in the back seat until they're age 12. And those are two important steps states are starting to make and we hope Michigan does the same.
0: Now when it comes to pre- protecting those of us that are full-sized adults, we've got primary seat belt enforcement for the front seat here in the state of Michigan. Why, and we should point out, you folks in your report have a map of the United States, and uh, it's it's really simple. It's green, yellow, and red. And Michigan, on three out of the four measures, is in red, signifying that this is more dangerous than other states. And this is one that I was surprised. Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin has tougher occupancy restrictions than we do. Where Where's Michigan falling short? Where could we do better?
1: One of the things that really can make a big difference in Michigan is making sure that you have a primary enforcement seatbelt law for the rear seat, which means essentially if a police officer sees you're not wearing a belt in the front seat in Michigan, they can pull you over. Same not for the rear seat. And folks with the advent of Uber and Lyft and all these other ride services, more and more folks are riding in the rear seat. And by the way, our youngest teenagers are in the rear seat. So making sure those folks are buckled up as well makes a huge difference because research has shown us if someone's not buckled in the back seat, they become what they call a back seat bullet because a lot of times they travel yeah. to the front seat of the vehicle. And not only are they injuring themselves, but they may be injuring folks in the front of the vehicle that actually wear their belts. We Simple also,
0: and I've only got 60 seconds left, but you think we need to have tougher teen driving and also teen uh, education? Absolutely. As someone who's
1: got a 10-year-old that's fast approaching his his years to drive, if you can essentially allow a teenage driver to slowly uh, get into those full driving privileges. If there's a couple of simple things like making sure they're not using a cell phone, they're not driving around with their friends, those type of things, if you can put them in the safest and possible situations, so they're not making errors that can cost them their lives, we've seen that's made a huge, huge difference.
0: Yeah, passenger restrictions work, nighttime driving restrictions work, yep. and also um, extending the, the minimum age for a learner's permit. Uh, we we will uh, we invite p- folks to read over the full report from the uh, general counsel of the Advocates for Highway and Auto Safety. Peter Kurdk, thank you so much. Thank you. When we come back, a conference is coming up a couple days from now that will determine Michigan's automotive future. That's next.